Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, this is Otaku Movie Anatomy. Breaking down and reviewing some of the best and worst in the animated film genre. Is its power level over 9,000, or is it just another Yamcha? Find out now on Otaku Movie Anatomy! Hey. Hi. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> Usually we have intro song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We're moving right along. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Otaku Movie Anatomy. Wow. I'm your host this week, Human Ninja, joined by, as always, I am Joey Buddy Michelle. And this week we have Maxwell Song filling in for Jonathan Meza, who Hello. is doing a play, Hello. and our special guest, Elizabeth Maxwell, Yay. who some of you may recognize as the voice of Kusanagi from the current Ghost in the Shell movie which we are talking about today, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so not just the Ghost in the Shell movie, but also the entire Rai series, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how did it feel going from the same storyline to... What's it the same... It's, it's this, the continuation of that storyline. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like the movie kind of more or less wraps up the loose ends in the OVAs. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as any loose ends can ever be wrapped up in Ghost in the Shell. But, uh, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> Super, super psyched. But you said you so, we were talking earlier before the show started, uh, you went to see the movie in theaters um, in Austin. I did. Yes, you saw the whole amazing. thing? You didn't have to run away halfway through? You saw the whole thing in one sitting? <laughs> I did. It's a lot, I found it's a lot easier to, because um, I do film and TV acting as well, and it's a lot easier to watch myself uh, in animes mm-hmm. than it is uh, in film and TV because I can kind of forget it's me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? no, and then uh, we were all talking earlier too. It's like, oh, it's so, so weird because we were all invited by Funimation to see the LA premiere. Thanks, Funimation. And, yeah, so thanks, Funimation. <laughs> Except. Um, but but we all heard you talking, so now that you're talking here, it's like, oh, it's weird because it's totally it's just here, the it's major, totally yeah. major Kusanagi here. It was, when we first met like in the hallway, it was okay, but then we put, uh, like, it's not okay now, but then we put on their headphones and it just sounds so, it's creepy. <laughs> So I we promise didn't see the I won't yell at you guys. <laughs> wow. Uh, that'd be very Or nice call you parts. 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 I know. In the Japanese version, they do say parutsu, so they're like, didn't even bother. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's endearing, right? That's like as endearing it's a, it's as supposed she can to be, be. It's supposed to be at her like ultimate con- compliment. Yeah, right? yeah. She's, because mm-hmm. she's full prosthetic, uh, pros- full prosthetic body. Full parts, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Japanese lesson version of our show one day. Where we, just, <laughs> we just do all the kind of, kind of version of all the English words. I just kind of <laughs> want you to like open up a philosophy book and just like talk to me and like explain and read passages from it. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh man, this is the full experience right here. <laughs> I feel like I would put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the good thing about that series is like even though they're explaining all this stuff there's they have like such bravado with it you know you might not get what it actually means but for the most part you're like yeah, yeah that's really intellectual <laughs> <laughs> so what other voice roles have you done other than kusanagi um let's see i was in attack on titan as a mirror yeah, yeah. yeah. or freckles yeah 
And are you doing the new one as well? The little, the chibi version? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I um, love it so yeah, much. I love that, like, Attack on, it's Attack on Titan Junior High. Junior High. Yeah, it's amazing. We, I was actually telling uh, Megan the other day that it's the weirdest thing because in the real Attack on Titan, Amir never yells. She just is very, like, you know, stone-cold Steve Austin. And <laughs> in Attack on Titan Junior High, she's screaming, like, 85% of her yeah. lines. So I was like, okay, got to figure out what Amir sounds like when she's yelling. Agitated. <laughs> um, and then let's see, I've, uh, I play Bishamon in Noragami. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just started watching that awesome. Um And... Have I done? Uh, I did kind of like guest starring roles on One Piece and Fairy Tale, and it, it seems like you play very empowered, like powerful women. Even though that's just redundant, but yeah, like <laughs> strong female characters. That definitely does tend to be my uh, my main go to for characters. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so it's just when you do your auditions, they just recognize that from you. Like they just get that from your voice. I guess. I mean, I like to think of myself as a pretty, like, empowered woman. Um, but I guess I just have kind of, like, a deeper natural yeah. vocal range, so I can go even deeper when I'm playing a character, and I guess they like it. When you did your audition for um, Kusanagi for Arise, did, did were there lines, like, super serial, like... You know, like, we are all constructs. Like, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to remember because it was so long ago that I did that audition, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it was way before the first OVA even came out. Um, I feel like they actually did a pretty good job of making it mostly human, like, mm-hmm. like human dialogue where I was actually talking to somebody. Um, I don't think I had to do any, like, crazy, like, explaining of, like, my philosophy right. or anything like that, but... And then were you surprised after just, like, kind of the simple audition, then they give you that Bible of just, like, text to, like, read from, you know, just, like, the philosophy of, you know, all the movies, and you know how they explain a lot? They have a lot of, like... <laughs> Did they not do this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been a huge Ghost in the Shell fan mm-hmm. since I was, like, 11 years old, so I kind of knew what to expect, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a different thing when you're the one in the booth and you're like, oh... I've got to make all this interesting. <laughs> like, I've got to find a way to like convey this in a way that doesn't put people to sleep. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Thank you, Maxwell. I was very suspended and was like, "Oh man, what's going to go on?" And then you know, it's then the action. They fought a tank, and that was, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that ending. <laughs> all right, guys. Tank guys. So, if you haven't already caught on, we are doing Ghost in the Show. The new movie, Ed, as it's called, um, or Kokaku Kidodai Shingeki Joban. <laughs> so, oh, wow. the English cool. version. <laughs> so, if there's another movie that comes out, do we change this one to Ghost in the Shell, the old movie? Or, no. do, we, or do we call it Ghost in the Shell, the newest, newer movie? I would it's say the new, new, new movie. movie. Yeah. It's the new, new, new movie. New squared. Because you know there's going to be another one. <laughs> of course. New, new. Of course. Yeah, there was really no forethought on that one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what it's called in Japanese. <laughs> so this movie was actually released this year in June um, and was directed by Kazuya Nomura. Um, mm. There was almost no information about him. I tried to look it up. <laughs> I was like, what What, Gang, have, what have you done, son? Is he, is he just, like, a, a new director, or is it just that he just doesn't like tell people I what think he does. It, I'm pretty sure he's not <laughs> new. Just there was no information on wow. him, um, which cool. is weird. Wikipedia thanks Google. Thanks for <laughs> <laughs> So for those who are interested, this 
movie specifically follows the Arise story arc, and it really doesn't follow any of the older Ghost in the Shell stuff. There's a lot of mixed timelines. So if you're looking for that, that is not part of the movie. <laughs> they really... So before I went to see this... The movie, we were invited to the you know the the premiere or the dub premiere uh, like last week. I quickly Googled, "Hey, well, I wonder what version of this storyline this movie is going to be because I haven't seen any of Arise." Mm-hmm. And I was immediately found out that I had to know something about Arise to understand the movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he Damn definitely it. did. So I Wikipedia the shit out of it. And uh, wow, they, it was very confusing for me. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also the Wikipedia doesn't even like begin to yeah. scratch the surface of the whole series of Arise. Uh, and it, you really... I asked Max, a lot get of, in there and fix that Wikipedia entry. Oh, know, yeah, that's so what I'm going to do. Because I have nothing better to do except fix Wikipedia. Um, but I actually asked some people at the premiere that mm-hmm. had never really seen the Arise series. And for the most part, they kind of understood what was going on, but... I don't think they kind of felt like the impact in the relationships of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was so super lost with the whole there, Kurutsu thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> I was like, what? So, <laughs> What's so I'm going to break it down to you guys. So basically, this movie happens at basically wraps it up Arise, and it takes place from what the movie says in 2029, which is two years after Arise starts. Mm. Um, so that was something that I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so it's after. World War Four and two years after Arise, um, Kusanagi at this point has left the 501. Um, and the 501 is kind of what takes place in the OVAs. So for someone like me and obviously Michelle who didn't really watch Arise, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, who, what is this? Right. And like, all these people show up and I was like, who are you? If you watch the Arise series... Uh, you'll understand what the 501 really means, like Monchiko, because uh, you've read for basically all of them, so yes. you, c- you know the story. And, you know, they have history. They're basically like squad mates. You know, Kurutsu is Motoko's mother figure in a mm-hmm. way. And the 501 owns her prosthetic body. And the only reason that she can, like, continue to have a prosthetic body is because they're funding her. And the trade off is that she is a soldier for the 501. So Arise starts with. Uh, her trying to gain her freedom and try to own basically her own body. Okay. And, yeah. and there's lots of weird like betrayal with like her and Karutsu and you know it's yeah. it's a, it's kind of like having a dysfunctional family. Yeah. See? And so <laughs> the most you, dysfunctional. If you don't want if you don't watch Arise, all of this goes over your head. You're just yeah. like, well, yeah. I guess something's happening. So <laughs> government's <stuff."> particularly <laughs> in the movie, um, it basically <laughs> focuses around uh, Kusanagi is getting authorization from advisor Fujimoto, who happens to be the Japanese prime minister's son. And who is into her. Yeah. 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 Who's oh. super into Major her, by crush. the way. Super. That was like, a cute little thing. Yeah. They it was. Her. I like that. They didn't have to do it, but they're like, nah, let's make her like her. So <laughs> this, is, this is technically before they're part of Section 9. So this movie leads them into into Motoko and her group joining Section 9 and the various reasons why they are forced to it. That's uh, what seems like in the movie. Uh, in the movie, it, actually, it, it correction, is that they're... She, they're a part of Section 9, and after the two years, whatever happens in the fourth, I believe, Firestarter, uh, they basically leave Section 9. So they're See? their own right. independent... Like, Motoko has her own squad now, basically. Yeah, and this and is she does first clandestine job. like activities. Yeah. 
uh, for. And so the prime minister's son is basically the one that gives them permission yeah. to do mm-hmm. these activities. And a budget. Yeah. yeah, and a so budget. He basically Everyone needs them, that money. He basically gives them permission and a budget to go and defuse this hostage situation that's happening at the military headquarters or something like that. Like the Ministry Southeast of Economic Alex. Alliance. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah, something. Yeah. I think the Eastern Trade. Yeah. Trade yeah. It looks like a courthouse. Yeah. yeah it kind of <laughs> looks like a courthouse. And then they get there and then all the shit goes wrong because <laughs> because while they're there trying to kill these or take down these 11 dudes with full body prosthesis, the Firestarter virus they all like get infected and the hostages turn and, t- and kill these guys and then and then it alludes to you. You basically see the the hacker or the antagonist who basically has the same exact model body as Kusanagi. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <gasps> so it was a tarp. Oh, oh no! Yes. I so, love. I love how they continue to call it, it him even yeah. after like they see that it has Motoko's body. Yeah. I always yeah. thought that was. Interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that. Um, I think they avoid it in the subversion because they don't have to use pronouns. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like I do. I thought that was that weird. Person. They were like, he. And I was like, but Tuck very clearly. She. But in the dub, I think they probably confused me more. There was a lot. There was so much when I watched the dub the first time. I was just like, "What are you even referring to? Who? What? Which one is that one? Like Kurutsu changing over to the, the, the she's going to this into the other bodies. I was like, "What? I had to Google yesterday. Was Kurutsu the girl at the end, or am I stupid? And it, oh, okay. Is that what you exactly Googled word I, for word? I took the word stupid out, but I just it was like you're you're an idiot. It's what Google yeah. told me. You're a dumb. Yeah. So my boyfriend is a huge Ghost on the Shell fan, and I had to sit and pick his brain, and we're like, wait, was Kurutsu like? Was was she like the main person in the beginning, yeah. or like was she the girl at the end, or what? And they, he's like, well, there was a decoy body, and she, her lane, and, and Max is there. She's like, well, her whole thing is that she can like ghost and make multiples. And I was like, woo, yeah. you took, completely lost me at this point. So so okay, the, the whole thing is, I thought about this after I said that last night. I don't know why, I just went over it in my head, and. It doesn't really explain whether or not Kurutsu was her own person and that she had taken over her brain and killed her at some point in the past and then became her. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is that this person that's able to make all these remote bodies that are responsible for everything, like, what she does is she kind of, like, turns into that person. But the whole thing is she can be multiple multiple people. Mm-hmm. So basically the idea of like consciousness is what a ghost is, you know, mm-hmm. being able to be conscious on the internet or in data streams or whatever. So that's kind of the philosophy that they have throughout the Ghost in the Shell series and her whole thing is that she can make multiple ghosts. So she can have her own personality, mm-hmm. but she controls these mm-hmm. other personalities that are those people basically. So it's like, who is this person? And they, is he the real person? Yeah. I yeah. always complain about if you guys been watching past episodes of the show, Man, anime, we sure love to, you know, show and not tell, and that's no, very they like lazy. To, to tell but not show. Oh, sorry, they, they like to they like tell but not show, and that's really like that's really lazy writing. And in this movie, they're like, we're not gonna tell you shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be so confused was, for days. Agreed, because it was literally like you better shit. you better freaking fill in those yeah. plots yourselves. Yeah. And I was like, I, okay, I googled the hell out of this yeah, movie. I, um, I watched it like subbed before I watched the dub and then I watched the sub again and I was still like confused at the end of it and I was like did I miss something important like what happened yeah but basically long story short this movie they go to this thing it's a trap ah then someone's uh, oh yeah and then the prime minister dies ends up getting killed (laughs) and gets assassinated and then it basically leads Morgo and her group into kind of investigating because it takes this kind of like cyber crime investigation turn 
And so then they kind of uncover this whole political, like, scheming thing yeah. in the background. Basically, it's the corporation, which is the uh, the Trade East Federation, just trying to, like, mess up stuff so they can have a monopoly over prosthesis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they're just wanting to, like, get money. Of course, evil corporations yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, like... Destroy the government. Yes, well, that's, that's, money. Just that's, another day that's, goes to the shell that's world. Basically, that's basically you know. what happened. Um, by the way, we, you guys, we are we are checking the chat. Hi, guys, Jonathan. Yeah. He is totally watching us from his Laguna Beach Jonathan, house. Jonathan, what the hell? <laughs> the other host that who is missing today, uh, he's holed up in a luxurious <laughs> condo somewhere. Yeah. How dare but you? But as per usual, hmm. we are monitoring chat, and Michelle may choose to answer or ignore you. <laughs> John said that I have to put money in the swear jar because I already swear a lot. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh, Sorry, guys. So much money. The show is not for ten-year-olds. <laughs> 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 well, neither is Ghost show. Michelle. So, yeah. but except for uh, I was eleven when I saw it the first time. Oh, yeah, I was. I was pretty so young when I first saw it. Yeah. Yeah, what, we what all were. It came out in uh, two thousand yeah. and somebody do was it on Cartoon Network? I feel like it was. We're talking about the oh, the what? TV series. Yeah, the TV series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking about the movie, yo. Yeah, it's like about the movie. And that weird second movie where Bato has a Bato has a prostitute adventure. That's yeah. true. That's true. Bato's prostitute adventure. And then the major, you're like, you're like, oh, where's the major? And then she's like, I'm right here. I'm a prostitute robot. Yeah. So not talking about that movie. So as you've discovered, there are a lot, a lot of themes in this, in this entire series, which Michelle will try to help inform us about. Hi. I can't wait for this. Let me get comfortable real quick. This is my like. I just. I feel like the last time I did themes and they were pretty heavy, we got like super sad and we're talking about like war and politics in Japan. So I'm gonna try to keep it like this time, y'all. Even though it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's this, so this movie, it's, it's the same themes we've seen in the original Ghost in the Shell and all all the Ghost in the Shellses. So many shells, guys. Um, one of the main things is uh, humans versus technology and humans uh, being a taken over by it, controlled by it, but also becoming the technology at the point where we don't know where the technology begins and your humanity ends. Burp. So we have... Burp. Most people find that to be very serious so, philosophy. It's so, serious. Um, so in this movie, we have three factions, basically. Um, we have those who have committed to cyber bodies uh, and they want to keep their old parts. We have the government who wants to uh, make sure those old factories are producing the same parts all the time. We're not trying to, you know reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. uh, and they want to keep have people keeping jobs and keeping people who have those parts alive uh, you see you know an example of this is um, you go into when they were investigating uh, his name was at the time Koichi Sawara he was accepting suicide notes from uh, from uh, the other people from the other are, people who are also the uh, soldiers uh, those guys, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so basically the people that uh, took over the hostages in the beginning, like those were the people that are part of his regiment, right? And so they were sending him all of these like uh, postmortem letters yeah, yeah. and requests. And- uh, basically, you know, their whole thing is that if technology keeps evolving and there's no way for them to upgrade, then they're just doomed to like disintegrate and like you know that guy's in a little wheelchair. So you just it's a very sad existence. So there's mm-hmm. that's the one faction. Like don't don't innovate, don't upgrade. Of course, that wouldn't happen. Um, the second <laughs> the second faction is. Uh, particularly the soldiers, and then I guess this is kind of like the other part of the government, that we need to upgrade in order to stay competitive, to fight our wars. This is kind of actually, um, you know, maybe Kusanagi's group is, is sort of like this. Uh, and, you know, basically, 
we need to make new stuff. And if you need to upgrade one of your parts anymore, too bad for you. It's it's up to you to like move your ghost into a new shell. Oh, I said <laughs> <laughs> I think every time we say the name of the movie, we should ring a little bell. We need yeah, to get no. a bell in here. We, we need ship. like some How sort of bell. Ding it, just a little horn. And then we have the. There you go. We have because now we're gonna fight now. God, fight now. And the third faction is, of course, uh, those who believe who are part of the third world or who want to become part of the third world. Um, They are the, they are either a the people who gave up their bodies to have shells who want to make their consciousness go into the net to become part of. Basically, the the greater existence. Yeah, the greater existence. (laughs) The singularity. um, The singularity event. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's also those who are uh, man-made uh, AIs who have, beca- have gained consciousness whoop, and, uh, you know, want to also join that. So, yeah, Singularity Event. If you guys don't know what that is, watch the movie. Was it her or she? What's it called? With uh, Walking Phoenix and Scarlet. Her. 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 Oh, her. Her. Yeah. I'm great. It won, like, like, a million awards. Because <laughs> it, it does talk about the Singularity mm-hmm. where, what is it? All, techno- all technology... Uh, Technology basically comes to a point where it is its own kind of own intelligence. They create their own ideas at that point. Um, And they become, and they basically start to work together to go to a different plane of existence that doesn't involve having a body or needing to be in this world. So, spooky shit. But yeah. (laughs) Spooky shit. (laughs) Spooky robots. Um, They're going to take over. (laughs) So, obviously, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Kurusu already a little bit. You know, she is she is a person who had a body who wants to. So hold on, let me just ask you guys a question. Okay. Why the hell, <laughs> Square Jar? Did in the beginning of the movie they're like little kids? You see Motoko and you see that's supposed to be Kurutsu, yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. Be Kurutsu, yeah. Her fucking face doesn't look the same as at the end. Of the, her, her hair color is different. I'm like, well, is this the same girl in the wheelchair? I don't no, know. I think it's yeah. that the one that they show is supposed to grow up to be the one that dies in the explosion, and then. Then, like, they... But the other one is a different know. body? No, the girl that you see in the beginning is the girl that you, that is in the end. So, basically, her body is degrading and turning into... Her body degrades by turning into a beautiful blonde what? with blue eyes. Well, and, her, like, <laughs> well they have prosthetic bodies, so uh-huh. they don't really actually age or anything. They, you know, the whole point and is they, that they so much it's like, it's like It's like your old laptop that yeah. just gets slower Wait a minute, is it, slower. She, they said she couldn't accept prosthetics. That was her whole deal. So, right? what, yeah. so that, would, that would have to be her original mm. body. Remember, so, so that's it. Yeah. Okay. This whole thing, like, the reason why she's in this and can't walk and shit is because her body won't accept prosthetics. And then, uh, <laughs> but she's still, but but she's able to, using, I think she, but she's, she's still using microbots. It's like this idea that, like, the the older cyborg bodies, they're not compatible with the new stuff that's being made. Whereas, mm-hmm. for some reason, I think because Modico was made by, like, a super genius, you know, scientist engineer mm-hmm. guy she was made in such a way that she can constantly be right. adaptable Upgrade, so she yeah, doesn't mm-hmm. have that problem but a lot of the older model cyborgs they can't like take the new technology yeah. Yeah. which is which is obviously that's who the so kernel she, is that's yeah. why it's like taking off the face and everything yeah. is you know what uh, it symbolizes and also they always call her uh, Motoko as kind of like the hope you know of someone that grew up with a prosthetic body that is able to grow up with the new body with new parts and everything without mm-hmm. there being that mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess having to not being adaptable for upgrade yeah. so we basically have two sides of a coin uh, but then Kurutsu you know, is able to figure out a way around that by just making multiple consciousness, consciousnesses 
and put them into multiple other shells, mm-hmm. um, such as the fake version of her, which gets killed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when Matoko comes and confronts her about that, though, and like on her deathbed, because she's about to get swallowed by the sea of water, I guess, I don't know, she's committing suicide. But <laughs> it was such a, I was so like, no one cares about you. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we get this part in the movie, and Matoko says, like, what happened to Kurutsu? Was that a fake one? Like, is she, is she are you her? Or is she still here? And she admits, every time I make Gurusu admits every time I make a new uh, version of myself, it's its own thing. Yeah. It's not, I can't control it, I can't, I even tried to be you, but I couldn't make it into me or you, it's just this other thing. So it kind of, you know, it kind of gave the audience like an answer, like, no yeah. man, this is not the way. So, we have those three things going on with humans versus technology, very nice, <laughs> very nice guys, very nice. Um, and then, you know, obviously, what is a soul? Is it something, because, yeah. because we talked about this earlier before the show, so in the original movie, Ghost in the Shell, okay, not the, the weird TV movie. series. In yeah. the first one. The first <laughs> in the Shell, the In old. the Mamoru Oshii yeah. movie. Uh, uh, Kusanagi is, why don't you explain it? Her parents die in a plane crash? Yeah, like her parents yeah. die in a plane crash, and her body is so damaged that they have to put her in a prosthe- prosthetic body. Yeah. And I think she's like one of the first ones, right? Yeah, she's mm-hmm. uh, she's one the prototype for how the rest exactly of, the yeah. of being able to grow up in a prosthetic body because yeah. that's never been done before. But she was a human originally. Yeah. yeah. In the Arai series, it's inferred that her mother and father are just scientists who made her AI. Yeah. Into something that was so realistic, they could just say that it was a and person. They, and, yeah. And no, she, no, no, no. She. Oh, the I whole thing is okay. So, so this is this is actually. You're going into my territory oh, now, dang, comparing girl. the show fine, with the movie. Fine. But um, basically, she, her, their parents are in a plane crash, and but she's inside the womb. Well, technically, in her eyes, it was like a chemical terrorist attack. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Oh, right, right, right. De- details, details. And then, well, there, there's some horrific accident <laughs> where her parents are are messed up. Um, and basically, she is still a living human being, but she hasn't technically been born. born yeah. So they basically take her brain and make a brain case for her. Uh, and in this world, the brain case is like the most important thing. That's why they're always shooting everybody in the head. Because you can shoot them in the arm or whatever, but it's like, robot arm, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, <laughs> you've got to go for the head. Um, so she's never had a human body before. Mm-hmm. She's basically been a full prosthetic like, not even in birth. Like, so that's her, her whole thing mm-hmm. of being able to grow up. And that's what makes her so special in the Rise series. Okay. So, oh. so I guess in the original Ghost in the Shell movie, they don't get into that. They don't really no. get into that, um, hey, everybody else wants to be like you. It's more about discovering. Okay, let's talk about the original movie, guys. Ready? Go. In the original movie, <laughs> uh, it's just the one, the biggest, the, it's not at all like Arise. It's basically, you know, Matoko's in this action, mm-hmm. she fights stuff, and they have to chase down this robot that's actually the first man-made AI. Right, that gains consciousness and it's like, bye, I it, can't do this anymore. It's not man-made. It's something that the <laughs> net has created. Okay. So basically, the, the singularity, yeah. that is, that movie is about the singularity. The singularity, the singularity yeah. happening. And this is the first, like, AI that has been created and born through uh, the vast net. Okay. What was his name? Uh, uh, I, I don't, don't know. remember. <sighs> should know this. I know, I so it's like a little it. different, y'all. Go yeah. feel free yeah. to yell at us. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's a classic. It's it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever and seen. And I think they've rebooted so the cool. they rebooted the history of Ghost in the Shell twice right. yeah. at this point. Right. So, so it's fine. You know, in, in the anime world, you must come to love and accept the reboots of your favorite things and just 
not be so sadly changed. They're just... You know, it's it's just new interpretations of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, and then, you know, another... Uh, the huge theme that runs through all of our eyes is the whole false memories thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I think that was interesting to me is uh, the scene that... So if you have false memories, and it makes you remember a false past, and it makes you do things in the present... Based that, on that Based on past. those memories, isn't that you? Like, if you gain your original memory back, you still have those memories of doing these things and having those other memories. Mm-hmm. So what is, you know, what, where is the line and, like, how do you deal with this? And it's not so much a theme as, like, a, a, a plot point that um, a lot of characters cannot deal with. Uh, we have the Prime Minister's son who, surprise, he killed his dad. So, <laughs> actually, you're trying to say it in a lay-hard way. He killed his dad. So, technically, he doesn't, like, he doesn't, like, murder his dad, but he right. brings in the the item that causes the death, and he doesn't remember this. The good old attache bomb. Yeah. It's always an attache. Very traditional <laughs> way to go, also, I feel like. But also, he, what was that? Like, he just, like, opens it, like, oh, nobody, like, checked it. He puts his hands on it, and it has, like, 4,000 scanny things, and, like, and it has, like, layers of, like, holograms, and you're like, oh, man, that looks really secure. Yeah. But it's because his son, like, his son so really has yeah. the finger. Yeah. They they infer yeah. they infer in the movie that um, he's had false memories implanted because they were also so false memories aren't just the memories that are false or, or convoluted. They're making them do stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think they're inferring that he put that attaché together and was like, boom, here you go, dad. And then they made him forget it after it happened. Yeah. So Matoko confronts him about this um, because she finds out by she suspects it was him all along. So she kind of like gets him in the neck. She pretends to kiss him, but instead she's like, hey, and then it's a very sad moment for him. (laughs) Um, And she tells him, hey, that was you, and he's just like freaking out. Like, he's, you have to erase these memories that I did this. I don't want to remember anymore. Like, put it back to the way it was, and she has to give one of her very Matoko speeches about, like, you have to deal with this. Like, this is, I prefer the other way, and I'm not going to do it. Like, it's my way or the highway, bro. So, yeah, sad. Anyway, so these themes good same as the original basically but expanded it's more time to do so i would say it would say less expanded less expanded. just because unfortunately the ova and and the movies like there's a very short amount of time and i guess this is actually a pretty good segue into my section which is we're, we're kind of comparing what it's mm-hmm. like from the manga to the show and the arise series is four ovas and a movie which they have all these themes in the series but it's two seasons of, like, 26 episodes <laughs> yeah. that they have to explain it, like, each and every mm-hmm. episode. They kind of have a new theme, but mm-hmm. it's, like, this tapestry that kind of overlays everything. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I can understand this. And this, they try to take all of that and, and shove like, it in there. Oh, they're just, oh, so yeah. dense. <laughs> and it, it was, and as someone who hasn't seen her eyes, I tried Googling it before the movie, and I was like, okie dokie, I guess. I hope this is enough ammo for me to figure out what's going on. I did understand it, but yeah. it was... I mean, the themes didn't resonate as strongly with me until I had it, until I went home and like yeah. googled the rest of it, figured out who Kudutsu was, and <laughs> yeah. By the way, guy in the original Ghost in the Shell movie who became the Singularity Bro, <laughs> uh, he was called the Puppet Master. The so, Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah I was like, why, is, why am I blanking? Joseph Hampton Jr. Call him Singularity Bro from now on. <laughs> I don't know. About I, thought, I thought he was also a woman. Like he was in a woman prosthetic like prostitute body, which I guess is a thing was that it? they do all the time. Yeah, I remember. Okay. It, she, 
I thought that was the second movie. All I remember is that Motoko ends up in a little kid's body at the end of that movie. Yeah, because they combine Puppet Master's brain with hers. And then she's like the child or whatever. She becomes basically like a human symbiote of the net, essentially. The net. I always feel like we're in 1990. The net. The net is wide and vast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that was Julia Roberts. Was it? I think so. Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> was oh, it? No. Dude, I love that movie. Sorry. I love Julia Roberts and Sandra Bullock, though, so I'm not. I'm or was okay it Sandra? With it. I haven't I seen know. the movie, though. Oh, I just. Shoot. I just never seen the commercial. To be honest, though, there were, like, so many conspiracy internet movies in the 90s. Right. Right, around, right around no, the Matrix. Huh? Julia Roberts was in the Pelican Brief. Sorry, you're right. Sandra Bullock was in the Sandra Bullock was in the, <laughs> the, the, the hacking the one. Pelican right? Brief. That's the net. I forgot what was. Like I love old school like nineties hacking. Like, like that's like hackers. hackers. Yeah. Like hackers. Oh, no. oh my god, is the internet really this way? Uh-huh. And then you look at real hackers and they're just like mm. Wait, was uh <laughs> was I mean this this movie, uh, Ghost in the Shell, the uh, the old movie we're gonna call it now. Uh, th- that came out before the Matrix, before this whole yes. boom. It was like it inspired. Yeah, yeah. It, it inspired all the movie bros. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that the more, Matrix took from uh, heavily inspired from Ghost in the Shell, like like a yeah. lot of jumping this. off rooftops. Anyone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. you know uh, your brain just being like electrical signals, mm-hmm. and you know whatever your experience is. Like if you're not if you don't have a physical body, but everything is going into your brain, mm-hmm. like you're still basically living. In yeah, that, you know, you die in the Matrix, you die for real. So, right. yeah. Speaking um, of uh, the old, the old and the new, Maxwell is going to break it down for us a little more. Yeah, there's quite. Feel free to skip over anything we talked about, though. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is basically, I mean, we basically covered right. a good portion of it. Um, base, basically, there's a lot of similarities. Obviously, it has the same original cast of uh, characters, except that their histories are very different. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the series, Bato and the Major have been war buddies for a while before they join Section 9. Togusa, you meet in the series, and in this this kind of prequel, and this is where the difference is, uh, is for the OVAs and the movies, they wanted to have it be kind of an origin story. So they had to like move a lot of the pieces around, and in a way it's hard because you have all these members and in the series you have time to like really elaborate their histories and like how they work and stuff um, and in the OVAs they're just kind of they're just kind of chunks you know like Bato is like a main player in the Chunk. in the second movie or, I think you mean yeah. there are parts they are parts <laughs> they are parts of of this this OVA series um, and they have different personalities I think for the most part, everything's kind of the same, except Saito. For some reason, like in the other one, he's the sniper with the the one prosthetic guy. He's like a pretty chill, like disciplined dude. In this one, he's like a crazy, <laughs> like bloodthirsty psycho. It's it's kind of crazy because all the other characters are just like kind of normal and they have their quirks, but they're just normal like military dudes. And this guy is just like trigger happy. Yeah, he's trigger happy. He's like a drunk. He's like. a Convulsive gambler, <laughs> like he just steals money. Like he's a shitty guy. Like it's crazy. But he's good at what he does. But he's a damn good sniper. Um, so uh, let's see. Her past is different uh, in the Arise Canon um, because of that. The thing that we talked about of her having a prosthetic body right. yeah. uh, from an accident, as opposed to brain packets. This kind of really interesting concept I'm just of imagining Ziploc bags and uh, brains. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and here's Saito now, if you couldn't tell. That's him with the gun to his head. I'm just going to yeah. track back. Um, oh, that's from the OVA, isn't it? Yes, that's from the OVA. Oh, and he has, also has like, a, he has like a very um, taxi driver haircut. Which yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But I couldn't, I couldn't like really put my finger on it until just now seeing that picture. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, the prosthetic body thing is totally different. I think I can't really tell what the intention was of making her that way, but I think by having a prosthetic body without being born in a real body, like they're trying to make her even more special than she was in the series. And I think it does the job basically. And then it's always like her in the OVAs. It's always her questioning whether or not she's a human, you know. Um, and then the next is Logicomas and Tachikomas. Oh, yeah. Aww. Yeah. They're, like, our favorite, obviously. Um, yeah. I love Jade in these, uh, in the OVAs. And the, she voices the Logicoma in the OVAs in the movie. Oh. So cute. Um, she's amazing. And yeah, I think she did good justice to the voice as well. Yeah. Because um, I remember I was watching the Japanese version at home, uh, uh, totally legally, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, you don't need uh, to mention that. It's just like her Japanese voice is like, like, Shindemashka! Like, it's so, like, yeah, it's it, like, up here, but it works because it's a fucking robot. Like, it's yeah. great. Swear jar. Um, I, I but like it was really good the, in the, the, the version as well. Yeah. It, was really, it was really great. I think it's pretty spot on for the yeah. most part. Um, I mean, they're obviously the most endearing. They call them Logicomas. They're basically Tachikomas, but the origin version of them. So they're a little bit rougher little bit more uh, military hence like the bigger shields and everything mm-hmm. they're not as curious you know they, they kind of have like their quirks uh-huh. but usually the thing about Tachikomas is like they are their own AIs too mm-hmm. and that's uh-huh. a big part of the the mythos and in this one they're just basically tanks <laughs> they're, tanks they're with, tanks tanks with like witty now. things to yeah. say yeah. Yeah. they're tanks with puppies for brains yeah. or something yeah. that's what I feel like a Logicoma is and a they're puppy. adorable I mean <laughs> they tried to take down like a tank you know, but they always have like the little friendly banter. It's like, I got it, whatever. And you're like, you're fighting a tank. Let's <laughs> get a little serious. Um, and obviously, the 501 is totally an OVA built thing. It's kind of interesting to see her history because in Standalone Complex and Second Gig, you don't really know. She just becomes a part of Section 9. Like, she's already in Section 9. You don't really see like her military background. You know that. She has one because she's the major and also a crazy badass. <laughs> uh, and so this having the kind of dynamic of these other characters, you know, Kurutsu, and there's uh, she has this trainer dude and there's the the robot that's basically like the, their medic. And his his whole thing is like he has a brain case, but he just has this robot body that just does maintenance and stuff. And it's kind of this. Very strange-looking, alien-esque being. Sumagi? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the just their relationship is very interesting. Like, her relationship with the 501 is really interesting. She has a rival um, with the purple hair and, and the visor. Rizo. Is his name Vizo? Rizo. Oh, Rizo. Yeah, that's right. His name is Rizo. His name is And his power is lightning. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Get it? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, okay, first of all, Rizo, I was like, what the hell is up with the cyber dreadlock dude? I was like, that's such a horrible design. No, because he's <laughs> cyberpunk as hell. So that's his little dreadlocks connect into computers, like, I was, yeah, like the I was Navi like, from... Yeah, but I was like, I was like, do, these, do your cyber locks serve a purpose? 
I'm always bringing up Avatar in our show, by the way. I don't know why. You do. <laughs> That's just his fashion, all right? That's how he likes his hair. That's don't. No one likes that. It's just, it's cultural <gasps> thing. Oh. Reza would be so shots sad. Fired. So sad. He's always so angry. Yeah. And so, okay, so they have this one battle, the final battles in the movie, where she's fighting Ryzo. Mm. She's in, always fighting Ryzo. Right. <laughs> and, and if you saw their Ryze series, you'd be like, oh man, they're finally going to squash their beef. Because from the first <laughs> movie, like, he comes up and he's always like, you should just not be involved in this. Don't make me hurt you, basically. Like, I will, I will mess your shit up. And... For the all throughout the movies, they almost they almost get into that confrontation, but at that point, it's like in the movie they're like, "Oh, it's it's gonna happen," and so that's the whole point is that you need it's it's so hard because for me because I saw the Arise series, I saw these little things, and I was like, "Oh man, that's awesome! It's gonna happen! It's finally gonna happen!" And it did, and I was I was quite excited for it. But if you don't have really a reference to it, Rizzo also has a habit of ripping her arm off. Oh, Seems to yeah. That's every movie. That's every, every goddamn ghost in the show. Also, but it's literally happened in like I, I mean, don't quote me on this. I haven't actually counted, but it happened several times in in the different OVAs, mm-hmm. and then in the movie, I'm like, did it happen? Did she literally get her arm ripped it's off in every OVA? And her, her doing free falls off buildings. Exactly. Yeah. These two things, like boom, boom. Those every- are the those are the two <laughs> uh, main like images that she she has basically. But like, I get that they're iconic. But goddamn, <laughs> you yeah. the like, yeah, is extreme. I feel like right? in one it. OVA. It's like a, it's like okay, every OVA. Yeah, that's yeah. when I saw that, I was like, oh man, I should just count how many arms of her she's lost. Like someone she's on internet arms put together off. and yeah. a compilation yeah. video of that. Just how many arms has everyone lost in this series? Because it's oh. like no, everyone. specifically Kusanagi. How many times has she lost her arms in the whole? Wait, of let me think. Ghost in the <laughs> let me think. Nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. I would say six. No. My my bet is six. Six times. She's lost six arms. Like counting I feel the like beans. you're severely underestimating <laughs> this trope. Underestimating it. I feel like we'll this see. guessing game is like counting the beans in a jar. That's not. <laughs> there's no way to do it. Too many to count. It's too many beans. All right. So similarities. Uh, similarities is you know it takes basically everything that you see uh, in the series and in the movies, mm-hmm. but the singularity about the nets and. Just the idea of ghosts. Basically, the themes are the same. Um, Every time they say ghosts, I have this strong urge to go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you I'm a terrible, not like not serious person. You don't, you don't imagine Patrick Swayze ghosts, like you know. With I, the, with I'm the not pot, gonna lie. I, I laugh so much in the in the movie theater because in like inappropriate parts because I just suck it. Yeah. <laughs> like there be like when things are too serious, I'm always like, <laughs> why are they doing that? Where are ghosts? <laughs> I feel like every time they said ghost, I would see like Jon Snow's wolf. <laughs> you know, that's like ghost. I was like, okay. Yeah. Is it just me or in this movie does Kusanagi say the word ghost like my ghost or your ghost like five thousand effing times? Like, I, I don't know. Time. But like, How it was many a times lot. Did she say ghost? I, it was kind a of a lot. But she does. I mean, she does in the OVAs too. Yeah. yeah. It's just like dropping bombs. Like, hey y'all, don't forget we ghosts. It's the name of the movie. <laughs> movie. Follow ghost. your ghost, guys. Yeah. Follow your. Yeah, ghost. but even ghost. even down to the final like scene uh in this movie it's like the jump and then the camouflage well that's the iconic scene well the jump they're trying to say happened at the beginning of the original 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 movie movie. but there's no way that that timeline works at all it could be it could also be the uh show the first um, episode of Arise? of not no, Arise, of standalone, standalone complex. Standalone. Oh the standalone God, complex is before the movies in the timeline. So, 
Yeah, it, Stand Alone was cool though. I, I miss that. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, Stand Alone's great. Oh, uh, another similarity is that the Firestarter virus is like the individual eleven virus. But the Firestarter virus is the thing that like changes the memories, which is the uh, the biggest player. And they kind of have a theme of like these viruses doing things to your brain without you having any recollection. The individual eleven virus was exactly kind of the same thing, except that it, it was more of like a, a doctrine, like a it changed your beliefs as a person. Oh dang! Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's about it. I they think, try, they try to keep it classic, though. Like yeah. All the things that you love about Ghost in the Shell. All of them dings. So on that note... At least they care. Yeah, you know? they care. They, care. They, they really wanted the fans They're to, like, like, bring it in. Like, you love Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. You love it, admit it. You love it. <laughs> but, but I also feel like a, a good thing about it is that the OVAs have people that really love this series doing it. That's the one thing that I've always, like, felt. Because they... I think... Their only problem is, like, they loved it too much to where they just tried to jam all their favorite things in it, you know? We have four people in chat being like, wait, what? This movie is not a sequel? Well, oh, no, we can watch it by yourself. No, you cannot. No, no, you, you cannot, cannot watch this you movie cannot by yourself. You cannot watch this movie by I, I've heard I people say that you can... I don't recommend. You can it. try, but you need to be like in a room with other people so you can ask questions. Yeah. Like you got to drink some beers and so, like just yeah. sit, get I, I tuck in, you know. If you watch the movie by itself, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a decent movie." If you've watched all the Arise series, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a very yeah. great yeah. ending." I, I did for feel the like Arise I was series. missing yeah. so many. So I mean. Just to give some background, Michelle and I are both fans of Ghost in the Shell, you know, the original series and the original movie. And the manga. Movie, and, and the manga. Yeah. But we watched this movie without ever having seen Arise, and I was like, what the hell is going on? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and it's not like I'm new to the technology or this world. It was very confusing for me. I, I felt like I missed so much. Yeah, I mean, once... Like, we're speaking about it authoritatively now because mm-hmm. we went home and Googled the shit out of it and talked to her about it a lot and talked to Max. Yeah. And now we're like, okay, we're on the level. But, like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta Google yeah. a little bit. I'm just an Uber otaku. Yeah. So I'll just, I'm like one of those people that if they like a series, I will just eat everything up and I will defend it till the end. If they're just, if some, like, there's lots of bad stuff. Where I've like looked back and like, yeah, it's bad, but I still love it. And yeah. I will always say that. Nostalgia forever. will do. Yeah, we'll nostalgia. Do a number on yeah. You. So, favorite moments, everybody? Yeah, so, everybody, your favorite moment, character, or thing from this movie. Ooh. Let's start with Michelle. I like, I like when, oh, I like when, I think it's, is it Bato? He, he, he grabs the colonel's body, and then he gets uh, saved by the Tachikoma, and he's kind of grumbling, because she's like flinging through there. He's all, why don't we put a cockpit on you guys yet? And she's like, it's still being in process. Or, like, it's, still being, it's still in process. It's yeah. really, really cute. Though, the processing request. Yeah. yeah the processing request. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, because I like dumb, stupid, cute stuff. I thought that was my, that was the moment, a moment I like. Not that my favorite moment, but a pretty, it stood out because I was like, what's going on? It's like the only, it's the only comedic humor in that whole, the whole movie. <laughs> the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What are your favorite, favorite moments in time? <sighs> I, and it's funny, I had a feeling, I was like, when I was thinking about this before the show started, I was like, it's hard for me to sometimes to differentiate what happened in the movie between what happened in the OVAs. Like, I was like, one of my favorite moments is when Motoko continually makes Bato punch himself. And I was like, oh, that was from the fourth OVA. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, uh, I will say as a voice actor, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie was getting to voice Evil Modico. Oh yeah. yes. Um, I got a kick out of that. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I don't know. I like that little addition. Well, I just had a question about that. In the was that a directional thing? Because like when I watched it, I actually thought I don't know why I thought it, but it was like the personalities were so different mm-hmm. that it was almost like voiced by someone else that sounded exactly the same. You know, but it, it was definitely like, oh, this person is definitely not Motoko. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And it's like, so, I mean, basically what they told me is uh, raise your voice a little and, uh, you know, just make her sound real evil. So it's like, I mean, I pretty much had, like, the arched eyebrow, like, the entire time I was voicing her in the booth. But, yeah, I mean, she comes across as, like, really, like, super manipulative, yeah. snarky, you know, that hubris of the arch villain. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, I, I mean, honestly, I think it was a good job because you could definitely tell the the two Motokos, like, apart just because they're both exactly the same, wearing yeah. the same exact mm-hmm. outfit. But whenever one or the other spoke, you could tell which one it was. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, Max. Yeah. Favorite moments. My favorite moment was, well, it's hard oh my because God, nerd over here. <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> well, yes, I do. Yikes! But tank fight. But I, I want to say that in the series, there's always a tank fight. Always, 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 always. Like in basically, tank fight is de- ba- like how they kind of wrap the whole thing up. It's like how do we, how do we do this? How, what's our, what's our, you know, like. Uh, Highest moment, and they're like, "Why don't we just put a tank down and make them fight it?" Done, <laughs> done. And I like this tank because it was like a very large. It's like a large invisible tank, you know. So it's like oh, yeah. instead of them just being like, "Should we just put in a tank there?" Like, make it really big, but also make it so you can't see the tank. <laughs> it's like perfect. The animation department will love us. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a little shimmery thing over there and a lot of explosions. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that was my favorite part. I always love the action tanks, sequences. Tanks, yeah. so. I think the action was definitely really good in yeah. this movie. Like, I, I felt like it really, I don't I feel like it really stood out compared to, like, because there, there was a lot of, like, conversation in the movie, but then yeah. you got to the action, it was, like, super action. You know, but in this movie, unlike, uh, what did we even watch last week? Um... What did we watch last week? I can't remember. Oh, no, it wasn't Red Line. What movie did we watch? Where all I did, Line we watched where last all week. I did was like have meetings. <laughs> what movie was that? Wow, that sounds like a really interesting anime. So, so, Dinner with Andre? <laughs> no, it was Red Line. It was like the the cyber robots. All they did was have meetings about. Oh, that's meetings. right. That it was. It was Red Line. That that really killed them. Like, but in this movie, they have lots of meetings. But they're not just talking about having another meeting later. So that's, you know, that's nice. Sorry, you know, Red Line. They, that was they, a rough day. They always day, have, like, a really, like, good backdrop, too. You know, they're not, never, like, in a room where it's like, oh, it's meeting time. It's always, like, this crazy cyber thing, mm-hmm. you know? And the writing Floating was... Tables. I mean, the writing was quite was quite good. I mean, in, yeah. in both... I did want because I watched the dub and the sub, and I kind mm-hmm. of got to see what trend. What there's there was, there was actually quite a few changes from the in the translation. Mm-hmm. I know it's because of mouth flaps, but um, I'm kind of can we call them like flesh flesh flaps? Um, but the writing was quite good. Uh, they they have when they have their meetings, they make the words count. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. they're not just like read this section, blurb, blurb. Let's have another meeting later. Okay, or or. Race or I was it? Sorry, in Red Line, the whole thing was called Race Wars. <laughs> yeah, it was Race Wars. Yeah. Um, but it was just like meaningless. But in Ghost in the Shell, and in this even in this version, yeah. it was, the meetings were okay. Yeah. They were just long enough for me to add information and then move on. Except except for that one meeting where Evil Motoko has a meeting with the guy. Who's that guy at the end? 
The one of the uh, uh, one, one of the corporate one of the corporate big corporate yeah. big. And she's wigs. like, make sure I get a new car. Bye. I'm like, what was I meeting about? What the? Hell? No, that was just an evil meeting oh. to establish how evil they were. It's the trade company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then she kills the random yeah. white lady, and then I'm just like, what? <laughs> all right. She likes uh, she likes to kill people. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what all she right. does. All right, so uh, <laughs> she's like, bitches. <laughs> come on, come on. So let's rate the movie. Wait, out of you five. Didn't yeah. Oh, my favorite part. My favorite part actually is the animation. Sequence right at the beginning of her in the hospital. That's that. Oh yeah. Animation. Oh yeah. That's it's freaking great. beautiful. Her running through, through like through the corridors. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. was amazing. And then they had the the shining moment with the two kids. Oh, actually, now I, I totally remember. That was like a mind blowing thing. That robot that I was talking about, Sumigi, Sumigi mm, is actually twins. two people. It's twins. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're twins. I totally didn't like put that. Two I was together thinking in the that was series. that they were the, the robot, but then I wasn't sure because yeah. I didn't see the robot. Yeah, yeah. They they kind of allude to that it's the twins. That's, but then, yeah. um, and the voice is different. Is it in the dub? These two different voice actors for the it's male. They, they don't use to it. It's, uh, it's Eric uh, Eric Bale, and um, they just. Um, I mean, he did a different voice for each. Okay. And he had like if you if you pay really close attention and arise, they have they have different personalities <laughs> as well, oh. like how they talk and how they approach, uh. like the you know how what Modico should do or like they've okay. got different personalities and they modulated the voices differently. Oh, oh that's interesting. Yeah, oh. I actually didn't notice that. I'm not sure what movie just about that <laughs> but it's guy. Awesome. That yeah. guy slash two. I thought girls. it was just very bipolar, <laughs> and I was like, maybe it's just the robot thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know until the director explained it to me. <laughs> I was like, huh. well, I thought your whole movie about that. I really would. Yeah. All right, guys. So, out of what? five, what do you guys rate the movie? What? Michelle. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I don't feel like I can judge it fairly because I didn't see the original Arise series. I'd say animation quality, dialogue, writing. It's like, is it out of five? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I don't like to give anything higher than a four. It's like three and a half. <laughs> wow. Because I think, well, for me, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a diehard like you know like Max's and um, it. When I say three and a half, though, I mean like go watch it because it's if you like Ghost in the Shell and you even heard the Rise series, it's still worth it to see it and to see those you know the plots explained. It's really beautiful uh, mm-hmm. animation, um, but if you did not watch the Rise, you'd be super confused like I was. I think yeah. that's, that's the only reason I'm losing points, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh come on. I mean, of course I'm going to give it a five. Sorry. No, I mean, honestly, like, I, working on the Arise series and on this movie in general, like, uh, I know a lot of fans have a lot of different opinions on it, but um, beyond my loyalty to the series because I'm in it, I loved it. Um, I love seeing the major, personally, I love seeing the major in a different body and in a different light. I feel like it kind of uh, sheds new light on her personality, and I don't know. I I really enjoyed it, even as a fan. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Max. Right. Uh, can I give it two ratings? I my heart my heart <laughs> gives it a six. Oh, um, <laughs> Is that a five, you bitch? <laughs> but but my my technical brain gives it about. I'd probably say a four. I think it's a good movie, but the problem is that it's not a good. It's not a good standalone movie. It's, they shouldn't call it the new movie. They should call it the ending of Arise. Or yeah. It's very confusing. The whole thing is it's like you need to watch Arise. Like no, you yeah. just don't get 
the impact. As someone that has seen all of the stuff, that's why I would want. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I that's the give problem with almost all yeah. anime movies, though, is that they do tend to be wrap ups of something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you uh, have anime to... movies so rarely stand alone. It, it's very else. hard because they rush everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about this movie, though, is that they don't they don't rush anything. They're just like, well, if you haven't seen Arise, we'll try to make as much a decent movie as possible. No but yeah. if you have seen you. it, it's going to be a great movie for you. Yeah. So we're still really high, though. We're still yeah. we're yeah, still yeah. high. Though. Animation's great. So me, I'll have to give it a solid three. Just because. Dang. Just because. I'm coming for you after the show. <laughs> Hammer's down. You don't see me next week. She did it. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to give it a three. Just because I think it more more so is personally because I, I couldn't get into it because I had no idea what was going on. I think if I had watched Arise before, I'd give it a higher rating. So that's why I'm saying you, you have to what? watch Arise before you watch this watch movie. Watch Arise. We sound like people on Yelp who are like, food was okay, but I couldn't find parking. And I just, you know, that's like, that's like two stars. But like, but like the animation was the animation was great. The voice acting was great for English, you know, and for Japanese. I mean, it was a re- yeah. like that alone. I think it was just hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Was it? I think it's just me personally. Do I you think- guys ever bash on movies when you got like the the people who are? Oh, in come on, all the time. <laughs> We want to give you the honest truth. Honestly, uh, usually when Jonathan is is here, he's like the super positive one. I'm like super. (laughs) I'm super. I'm pretty negative about every movie. I I I score the creativity. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're just keeping them solid. You know, it's fine. Well, (laughs) it's not that we hate it. It's just that we don't like it at a five. (laughs) I think you definitely need. This is the movie you definitely need context for. Uh, Otherwise, you'll get lost. Um, But yeah, that's that's it for us from. For yeah. Ghost in the Shell, the new movie. The new movie. Uh, join us next week when we do <gasps> the live action Rurouni Kenshin, the legend, uh, yeah. legend ends movie. Legend ends movie. Oh my god, that was so hard <laughs> to say. There are three live action Rurouni Kenshin movies where they tell all of the Rurouni Kenshin, the whole thing, whole in thing. three movies. Samurai X. Uh, we're series. only gonna we're gonna talk about the third one because we'll reference the other first two. Yeah. But just mm-hmm. oh my god, guys, it's so much stuff. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Next week uh, it's gonna be. Oof. Us, me, and Max is going to be here again filling nope. in for Jonathan. It's going to be you, May. Sorry, not me. Not be here. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, maybe some guy in dress as Kench will come yeah, in. So <laughs> thank, thank you guys for turning in. And as always, you can find me online everywhere at Yuma Ninja. And you can find me at Super Ataku. Uh, Super Attack with a U at the end. <laughs> Yikes. And where can we find you? Oh, wait, are we doing Twitter handles? Yes. yes. Oh. Anything handles. <laughs> oh, about Elizabeth M. That's that's where I primarily talk yeah. about voiceover. And I'm at Chubby Bunny Michelle. Or no, at I am Chubby Bunny. <laughs> Shit, I forgot. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.